You're listening to Dwelling, a Homeward Bound podcast focusing on current events affecting homelessness and homelessness solutions in our region. I'm your host, Belle Crawford. Before we get started, I'd like to say a special thank you to our podcast sponsor, Home Trust Bank. Home Trust Bank, ready for what's next. With regards to being homeless, I had a seizure and I fell and hit my head on the concrete curb. I called my doctor and told him what was going on. He said, come to the emergency room. So I went there. They admitted me, and then I had uh, a stroke where I lost the vision in my right eye. And everything just, it just was going all down. You know, I was in bad shape. I couldn't remember stuff good, passing out. I mean, you can only take so much before it breaks you down. That was Rick. Rick is a veteran who, because of the injuries he mentioned, has permanent physical and mental disabilities that have ultimately led to his experience of homelessness in Asheville. For years, Rick has lived in tents, in shelters, and temporarily with friends. I've been knocked down so many times, and I've been always been able to get back up because I always worked and I always did everything on my own. I didn't want no help from anybody because then I felt like it was charity, and it's just hard to swallow. Because I'd lost my vehicle, clothes, tools, everything, furniture, everything. I spent a year in a tent on, uh, or in the Wolf Mountain Range at Wolf Lake, and oh, cold, 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 bears coming around. At Homeward Bound, individuals experiencing homelessness are not forced into housing. The journey from life on the street to life in a home begins with the difficult first step of asking for help. I met Rick at the VRQ, which is the veteran's shelter. That was Alex, Rick's case manager. Rick is a very interesting guy. He is very easy to talk to, personable. Right away, he kind of had like a million stories and they're all very colorful and like fascinating. Both Rick and Alex agree that Rick has difficulty asking for help. But what does that help look like? What do case managers do for an individual experiencing homelessness? Here's Alex. SSVF is is for for vets. So we try to house anyone in three to nine months. That's our goal. SSVF is Homeward Bound's Veterans Housing Services Program. 40% of people experiencing homelessness in Buncombe County are veterans, compared to only 11% nationally. The Veterans Administration funds this program through the Supportive Service for Veteran Families Grant. Homeward Bound first received this grant in October of 2014. Since then, Homeward Bound has ended homelessness for 440 vets and their families. Here is Alex explaining the type of work that she does through SSVF. You know, that first meeting, you explain what Homeward Bound is. Sometimes they're getting so much information, they don't retain it, or they aren't sure what they're signing up for. So you explain how much we can offer to them. One of the biggest things is every, and this is so hard for anyone to understand, even, even a case manager, and it's so important to know, is everything when you're homeless is a hundred percent harder. Everything. 
getting an ID, applying to a job, applying to housing, when you don't have stability, a lot of things require internet to be on the computer. Everything needs like four forms of identification. Who's walking around with their birth certificate? Nobody. And when you're on the streets, your stuff gets stolen all the time. So what's really important as a case manager, you do the heavy lifting. Yes, your client needs to show up and desire it, but you make the appointments or you do as much as you can on the applications and that will keep your client not exhausted, not frustrated, not want to throw their hands up in the air when you're just like, hey, we have a meeting. I need five signatures. And then you can explain it to them instead of giving them all this paperwork. Here you do it. The work to find the right housing solution for Rick was not easy. Just because someone has been living in a tent or under a bridge doesn't mean anything with a roof or a door that locks is appropriate. Homeward Bound believes in treating each individual with respect and dignity, and honoring individual preferences for a housing solution is part of that belief. What happens next is we meet with the housing specialist who works with SSBF, Miranda. She'll ask what are like requirements. Some people cannot have stairs. Some people need to be in a smoking area. Some people, you know, need a backyard. So Rick had a requirement that was very difficult. He wanted to be able to smoke inside his unit. It was taking some time to find something. No places really allow that, but he was pretty stern on it. About a month goes by and two months go by and he kind of was losing hope and had said, like, you know what, just take me out of this program. He also didn't really want to accept help. He had some pride about it. As a case manager, your job is to know when the pride is talking and when their real wants and desires is talking. I had to talk with him. This one requirement you're having of wanting to, to smoke inside, I think is holding you back. I think if you were open to smoking outside, you would be housed fairly quickly. He thought about it and then he called me a week later. He said, okay, you can take that requirement off. And literally within a week and a half, Miranda found something. I was ecstatic. We ordered the furniture. I'd like to pause here for a moment and mention that when Homeward Bound moves someone into a home, that person receives a house full of clean, gently used furniture donated to Homeward Bound's Welcome Home Donation Center by our community. Receiving a fully furnished home is key to the success of many of our newly housed clients. We ordered the furniture and bed. We had a lease signing within like a week. For many individuals moving off the street, once the right house is found, the challenges have only just begun. Some people have been on the streets for 20 years. They've known homelessness, so being housed is not something they know. It's, it's very scary, the unknown. I've had clients who, it just feels like a PTSD from being so long on the streets and having to fend for yourself. and. It's just for some people, they've known it for so long. You kind of have to meet people where they're at sometimes. Sometimes some people, like, they're not in a place to do it yet. Many of us who have never experienced homelessness find it easy to imagine the horrors associated with trying to survive outdoors. But rarely do we consider the fears that can and do often arise for those who are finally faced with the option of moving into a home. 
The transition involves a deep and very sudden shift in day-to-day behavior. It involves a dramatic shift in minute-to-minute thinking, and it involves a profound shift in identity. These sudden changes can often be too much to bear. Sometimes the anxious waiting period between the time when working with a case manager begins and the time when housing is secured allows complicated emotions to build, making move-in day an overwhelming experience. There's a little part of me that, that, you know, men have to be mantra, you know, and they can't be whiny and showing showing emotion that really touches them. My stomach is turning a little like uh, it does sometimes when I'm getting ready to get in bad shape, but I know I'm not. This is a grateful, yeah, especially somebody that's lived the way I have. I've never asked for help. I've never accepted help just so that they, whoever wanted to or was willing, they could never hold it over my head, you know? And then I lose everything, but one change of clothes. Six months later, look at this place. (laughs) Because the transition is difficult, Alex will continue to work with Rick for the next nine months to try and make sure that he's successful in his new life. If needed, she will help with grocery shopping, with landlord communication, and with residential upkeep to make sure he continues to thrive. Rick will also receive financial assistance until he's able to live independently. What we do as SVF is kind of like rent on training wheels. So work with anyone up to nine months. We scale down and they scale up. So by the ninth month, they are completely on their own and they understand how to do it and they've saved money. It's not like such a jolting experience. Rick is grateful for the help he received. He doesn't realize how much of his own courage it took to make his new life possible. What he does realize is that he has a chance to begin life again. I actually just visited him right now. I brought him a DVD player with DVDs and his place is immaculate and he's so happy. He calls me Queen Alexandra now, which it's not me, you know, it's just something that they deserve and they're right, so. Lay your pride aside and ask for what you need and it'll come to you. And see, that album sounds like a prayer to me, you know, but I'm afraid. I had to humble myself, but the way Alex treated me, you know, if you humble yourself in front of somebody that's still kind of looking down at you or you think they are and talking to you, it, it, it doesn't sit well with you. But she gave me hope, she, you know, for the first time, absolute hope. And I don't get that very often. I'm, I'm real uh, mistrusting of people's motives sincerity and if I, if I detect the slightest note of insincerity I'll walk away from it it doesn't matter how good the, it, the offer is I just won't take it and then I realized I need her help I want her help see it's in situations like this right here that makes me and my friends my two friends uh, that are real religious it's situations like this that makes me kind of lean toward what they say, you know, because they always say God works in mysterious ways. 
every time I've been knocked down, I've been able to get back up. And the one time that I couldn't do it by myself, the help came to me. It is, I mean, it's, it's like 50 birthdays all at once. <laughs> How can this get any better? You know, everything has led up to this, and this is a fantastic place, fantastic. This place is so nice and it has a different category of, of people here. They're not trouble. I'm not gonna run into it every time I walk out the front door. And I'm on a clean and safer end of the stick now. To learn more about how you can be involved in Homeward Bound's mission of ending homelessness in Western North Carolina, and to lend a hand in transforming a life of fear and impossible health challenges for our most vulnerable neighbors into a life of safety and security, visit homewardboundwnc.org. And once again, thank you so much to our podcast sponsor, Home Trust Bank. And until next time, please take care of yourself so we can take better care of each other.